WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and today we're talking about Netflix's See You Yesterday. Yeah. I found this movie looking on the internet for Black History Month movies, but I didn't want to watch anything that was super intense. (laughs) (laughs) Well? So, like, I mean, like, stuff was popping up, like, 12 Years a Slave and Selma. Right, yeah. And, like, I've seen both of those, and they're very intense. Yeah. And we wanted to watch Hidden Figures, but we're going to do that later, so stay tuned. Yeah. So this one just looked fun, so we watched it. (laughs) It looks fun, you guys. It's deceptive. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, but the basic premise is these two kids, CJ and Sebastian, invent time travel. Because they want to get a scholarship to MIT and be super successful scientists and get out of their town and do better for themselves. Yeah. But the day before the science expo, CJ's brother Calvin gets shot by the police and dies. And so then they panic. Well, CJ panics. And then she's like, I'll just go back in time and stop it. And so then it's a whole bunch of scenes of them like going back in time to try and stop it. And that's the movie. Yeah, that's pretty much the trailer, too. I would definitely recommend watching the trailer because it definitely hooked me. I hate trailers. We know this (laughs) because it spoils everything and it's, it's the same with this one. But there's a lot of other stuff. There's still some shock factor. There's still some things that are like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's an hour and a half, so it's not very long. No, it's not. And, like, 10 to 15 minutes of that is the credits. So it's, like, an hour long. (laughs) Honestly, it's very short. What were your initial thoughts? Um, first of all, and we'll just spend, like, two seconds on this, but, like, I'm a very big Back to the Future fan, you guys. And, um, Michael J. Fox! Ah! I didn't even know he was still acting or anything. I assumed he wasn't. Just because... Oh, Harry. (laughs) I literally told you within the first five minutes you're gonna freak out. And you didn't know who it was? No! I've seen Back to the Future once. In my entire life. It's Michael J. Fox. Are you kidding? Carrie. Um... (sighs) Okay, I'm a very big Michael J. Fox stan. (laughs) I love Back to the Future. He's actually CJ and Sebastian's science teacher. Um, So they kind of talk about time travel and like the morality of time travel. And of course, he throws in a little great Scott. And I'm like, yeah, love that. I didn't notice at all. All of that went over your head. Okay. All of well, it. <laughs> it was a very good moment for me. It, I loved every second of it. I was like, if this is the highlight of the movie, all right. No, everything is a highlight because that movie is fantastic. So oh. that's my little Back to the Future rant. No, Carrie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. 
I didn't uh, love this movie. <laughs> no, really? I thought the score was awesome. Yeah, dude. I thought the special effects were crap. <laughs> oh, they were so bad. They were very Doctor Who-like and... But like 2005 Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very bad. Yeah, it felt like just the back and forth was too much. Like, this, like, big intense scene happens, and the next thing you know, they're, like, opening this box, and it's, like, choral singing, and you're like, haha, that's funny. But, like... Yeah, that was weird. I the, was like, like, what? It was, like, poor comedic relief. Like, they were like, oh, this is too fun. Like, like it was like they wrote the whole thing, and in the writing room, they were like, this is too intense. We have to add jokes in. And so they added jokes in, like, afterwards. And so they mm. felt really unnatural. But then it was like even the intense scenes feel felt like very CW teen drama intense. They did, and that could have been some of the acting. That could have been the writing. Yeah. Um, there's no telling like where it is because they are all young actors, so it's kind of hard to tell. Um. I just, I was watching it from the perspective of, like, this is someone's real life. Like, this is someone's story, minus all the time travel. Maybe not. I don't know. You don't know. There could be some smart kiddos out there being like, yo, let's screw up the timeline. Freaking Barry Allen style. I don't know. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I just took it on a very personal level. Of course, that's being me, not being the critic in Curly Critic. (laughs) I'm Curly, she's Critic, welcome to our show. (laughs) I love a good time travel story. Oh, yeah. It's one of the... Many things my dad has given me, which is a love of time travel. And so a story automatically becomes better in my brain if it has time travel in it, which is the exact opposite for most people. Yeah, because it's it's so cheesy. It's so outlandish. They're like, nah, whatever. We're discounting it. Like Avengers Endgame had time travel in it. And I was like, this movie could be poorly written and I would still love it. While everybody else didn't like the time travel in it. Exactly. Everybody else was like, this movie would have been fine if there was no time travel. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's true. I think it was fine the way it is. I think it could have been fine without it. It was just weird because it hadn't been addressed the entire way through for two decades. And then suddenly they're like, oh yeah, we can time travel now. Like, what? I mean, this is the same... We're not going to talk about Marvel for very long, but Marvel's the same people who can have a guy shrink down to the size of a molecule and has a super soldier guy. Like, you just have to suspend the disbelief. Yeah, that that's fair. And the whole, like, Iron Man is very technologically savvy. Right. Like, all of that. It makes sense. It just, it felt out of place. We need to have an episode on Endgame. 
I did like how they were like establishing the time travel rules like really early on in this movie. Yeah. I appreciated that a lot. They were saying a lot of sciencey things and I was like none of this is probably real. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know if- how much of it actually tracked. I don't know if you caught this, but the time travel machine works by opening a wormhole, changing their molecular structure, sending them through the wormhole, and then bringing their molecular structure back to normal. No, I didn't get that. I just saw a lot of yellow powder and was like, what? Yeah, so basically, they have to break down their molecular structure to time travel. And I'm like, one, I don't think that's possible without you dying. Yeah. And two... If something went wrong, anything, literally like, anything, if any like tiny molecule in your bottle and ended up in the wrong spot, you would die. Yeah. I said, not very realistic, but they're very cute, adorable little nerds, so I'll let it slide. Yeah, I mean, of course, this movie's point wasn't to be realistic about time travel. It was the idea of time travel they just needed something that wasn't oh we're going back in a delorean (laughs) and they wanted to get their other point across obviously yeah my biggest thing about this movie was that the entire plot of this movie could have been fixed if they if people just knew how to deal with their grief Like, the whole point is this bad thing happens. And, like, it was a really bad thing. Like, it should not have happened. Yeah. But instead of, like, being like, okay, I'm sad. This happened. I can't change the past. She's like, I'm going to fix it. And then everything starts blowing up. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And she's just falling. Like, CJ's falling more and more into madness. And is Mm -hmm. like, no, I have to do this. I have to do this. And the movie even ends with her, like, doing it again. And I'm like. Yeah, it ends on a cliffhanger, basically. Which I did not like. But I thought it was interesting. It's just another one of those stories that I like watch. And I'm like, if these people had therapy, this wouldn't be a movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely fair. We could probably rattle off a lot of movies that are like that. Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Yikes, my dude. (laughs) Oof. Um... It is important to point out that, yeah, the death shouldn't have happened. Basically, these two guys robbed a store and were running past um, Calvin, CJ's brother, and Calvin's friend. Dennis. Dennis. Oh, man, you do remember their names. I watched this movie yesterday. <laughs> it's very fresh. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> and um, so the cops are following the robbers and they think that the robbers are cj and dennis and that's how cj gets shot is because they think they're the robbers they think they said he was reaching in his pocket for something he was reaching for his phone that was the only thing he was reaching for and he was shot two or three times yeah like why i don't that's a lot yeah i'm just i feel largely unqualified to talk a lot about police brutality because i'm white 
Yeah. But I can recognize that it's bad and that it shouldn't happen. And that especially in this specific instance, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And so I don't want to talk a lot about that because it I feel unqualified. Yeah, that's... Yep. Um... It's a bad thing, and I don't like that people have to live in fear. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of the... Whenever they were grieving, a lot of that was spent watching the news over BLM protests and those protests getting violent, like, all these things happening. It just made sense. I thought it was... Oh, go ahead. Go um, I thought it was really interesting how... In one of the times where they go back, um, Sebastian and CJ get to the boys first and they go, hey, you're about to die. You're about to get killed. Get out of here. Run. And they don't listen. And the police end up tackling Sebastian. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. You you had a weird look. I was Sorry. Like, <laughs> um... <laughs> So they end up tackling Sebastian and CJ sees this and he knows something bad is a CJ Calvin. Calvin. Why do they all have the same? It's fine. Don't people in families with the same first letter really bother me, but that's a whole nother thing. (laughs) You and your brother spell CJ. Yeah, but both of our names don't start with a C or a J. I'm very... Anyway, continue. (laughs) Don't get me off my track, man. (laughs) So Calvin sees this and he stands up because he doesn't want anything bad to happen to Sebastian. He sees Sebastian's face go on the piece of paper, kind of like how Back to the Future when you could see the siblings disappearing from the photograph and you could see Barney McFly kind of disappearing limb by limb. Um, They had a funeral program for Calvin and Calvin watched it change from him to Sebastian's face. And he didn't want that to happen. So instead he took it into his own hands and stood up. And I was like, wait, no, wait. Yeah, so the first time they go back, they try and they're like running and they try and tell Calvin to like run away, but they don't make it in time. Yeah. And so they travel back to the future and like, we have to try something else. So then they go back and try and stop the robbery. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of that, Sebastian dies. Yeah. And then CJ's like all panicky and freaking out and she's like, I don't know what to do. And so she tells Calvin his. Like, the past self dies, so then the future self dies. Right. And so, then CJ, like, goes back and tells Calvin everything, and then Calvin's like, okay, I'm gonna help you fix this. And so then they go back again, and then, like, Sebastian's alive, because it, like, resets every time they time travel. Yeah. And then they, like, try and stop Calvin, and then Calvin, like, doesn't, he's like, this is a joke. And then he, like, Calvin realizes that it would be worse if Sebastian died than if he died. Yeah, which I thought was a crazy, I don't know, just a crazy symbol of heroism. First of all, like, that 
literally sacrificing yourself for your little sister's best friend, which is basically your little brother. Like, they're so, they're all so close. Sebastian even says, he's like, you know, Calvin was my brother too. Like, we were family. We were chosen family. Like, I'm upset about all this too, but I don't think going back is going to fix anything. And that was his warning at the very beginning. And then all of this stuff happens. I'm like, CJ, my girl, what are you doing? Yeah, I appreciate Sebastian for being the voice of reason this entire time. Yeah. Anytime CJ that. was like, I want to do something, Sebastian's like, that's a bad idea. But then he ends up doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. She was very standoffish throughout the first, like, half of the movie. Like, don't touch me. I don't need help. I don't need anyone. I don't need anything. And then just kind of, like you said, just kind of falls into madness and just goes nuts. Like, she yeah. experiences so much grief and so much loss and so much pain in such a little amount of time. And she's she's probably not sure what's real anymore, either. Yeah. I had a point. This is not my point, but I was going to keep going. And, like, after they come back to the present with the second time that Calvin dies, Sebastian's confused because he, like, missed out on a jump because he had died. And he's like, what happened? How many times have you jumped? Like, what's going on? And then CJ's eventually like, you died. And Sebastian, like, freaks out. And he's like, no, we can't do this anymore. Like, you can't keep jumping. I remember my point. And then she's like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And then she jumps again, and then, like, the movie ends. Yeah. So I'm just, like, I'm not sure what the point of that was. But it feels like, to me, there's an element of the inevitability of circumstances. Mm -hmm. That it's, like, this theme of she could go back in time. Well, yeah, this pops up a lot in time travel. Specifically, I read a lot of Marauders, Harry Potter time travel fan fiction, and it's this idea that you send somebody back in time to, like, stop the war from happening the way that it happens, where, like, Harry grows up without his parents and, like, all of this stuff. But then there's, like, people do it different ways. Sorry, my door opened. People do it different ways. Some people do it where you can change, and some people do it with okay, but if you, if you, like, save these people, somebody else has to die, and this idea of, like, life for life, yeah. and I like that, like, idea better, because somebody always has to die, people die, that's just how it is, and so, like, yeah. in this, Calvin lived, but Sebastian died, and then Calvin dies, Sebastian lives, and so this inevitability of death, and no matter how many times you try and change it, people are still gonna die, yeah, they did the same thing in The Flash. That's what I noticed. Like, someone was supposed to die, and then he goes back, and then someone else ends up dying. And he's like, well, this was way worse. And everyone's like, are you... Like, he told everyone, and they're like, seriously? You... You made things worse. You... How? Why? <laughs> Yeah, that's even Michael J. Fox said at the beginning. He was like, if you invent time travel, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, bravo to him for talking about the ethics of time travel. 
Yeah, the ethics, the philosophy. He's like, you have no idea. There's so much science behind it, but there's so much else. Like, there's so... Ugh. Right, it's um, 11-22-63 by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Is this guy goes back in time to stop JFK's assassination. And then he does it, and JFK lives, and then he comes back to the future, and it's, like, way worse than how he left it. Yeah. And so then he has to go back and, like, fix it. And so that's just the thing about time is that it's very fragile. And yeah. you can fix it, but you, like, that doesn't mean you're going to know what's going to happen. This one bad thing happened, but that doesn't mean that it'll be better later on. Because we don't know what's going on from that point on. We know what's happening from the time JFK died to the future. Or if yeah. you went back in time and killed Hitler... It doesn't necessarily mean that good things are going to happen between now and then. Yeah. Or that better things are going to happen. All that to say that it was, like, there is injustice involved. But on an end of it, like, stopping injustice does not mean stopping the individual injustice. It means stopping the cause of the injustice. Right. I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the point that they didn't, get across very well I didn't get that where I don't know where she's this is her individual battle her individual story but they're not so much focusing on the bigger picture which is an interesting take I think that's why I got so involved in like the personal feelings of it because it would be someone's individual story i don't feel like it's the story right they mentioned in the movie that this calvin shooting came like right after this other guy shooting mm-hmm. and so like there is this element of like this thing is happening a lot like this yeah. is not a one-time instance and for cj she's lost her brother and she's gonna do anything to get her brother back mm-hmm. but for the rest of the world this is just another guy that's gone and, like, all of the protests that are happening are, like, this needs to stop everywhere. Yeah. And it's a shame that Calvin has to be another list name on the list. But, mm-hmm. like, if, if it wasn't for Calvin, people wouldn't be made aware of the situation. And then change right. wouldn't be able to come. So that makes sense. The first time travel sequence had really cool music. But the special effects feel like an amusement park 4D ride. Uh, like, yeah. it felt like you were at Six Flags and they were like, okay, get on this ride. And you're like, man, I paid a hundred bucks to get into this park. That sucked. And you had to wait in line for two hours. Ugh, yeah. Oh, amusement parks. Maybe one day when the panini is over. <laughs> This also, time travel is fascinating, but there's a, like, I mean, like, science fiction writers who write time travel usually talk about the ethics of it, but it's the same thing as, like, genetic engineering and cloning, and, like, there's just some science that we shouldn't be messing with. I think it's funny that, like, I went through my time travel phase around middle school when I watched Back to the Future. And you still haven't gotten out of your time travel phase. (laughs) Never. (laughs) 
Like, where I was just really diving into it. Like, I got this book from the book fair that it was this, like, activities book where you got this cool little, um, like, a timepiece where the numbers are backwards. So, like, the 12 still at the top, but the 1 goes in the other direction. And so time goes backwards, which is really cool. That's how the watch works. And it's a... It's this activity book of, like, Einstein's daughter creating time travel and traveling around with Amelia Earhart. (laughs) I love that. It's awesome. I'm like, yeah. In middle school and to this day, I read the Ruby Red books. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) They're probably one of my favorite book series to this day. I still haven't finished that series. I was thinking about it the other day, that it's time to reread those. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about those the other day, too. Because it's just a book series about, like, this, like, secret club of time travels who are, like, I don't, it's been a while since I read them. They do something with, like, and, like, there's, like, each time traveler is, like, after named after a g- different gemstone. Yeah. And, like, throughout time, and you, like, go back in time, and you, like, talk to the other time travels, but then, like, these one time, these, like, couple of time travelers, like, stole the machine because, like, this yeah. bad thing was going to happen, and then they have to, like, go and save them, and then this girl was supposed to be the ruby red, and she was, like, being trained to be the red time traveler, the, like, 12th one, but it turned out it wasn't her, it was, like, her cousin. Yeah. Man, I love Yeah, so series. she's, like, <laughs> super unprepared. That was probably my favorite part of the plot was, like, they were training this one girl and it turns out to be the other one. And she's like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. She gets all these lessons in history and how to act in these different cultures. And she goes to this other time period and is like, what? Right, because you, like, have a specific, like, time travel gene or something. Mm-hmm. And it, like, passed down through the parents. And so they figure out, like, oh, this girl is this person's daughter. Like, she's going to have it. But then, like, you later you find out that she's not actually that person's daughter. The, like, one who had it is. And so, like, she never got the preparation. It's Man, fantastic. I should not have left them at home. <laughs> yeah. Baby, you going to go drive? I'm just going to go grab them and that'll be our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a good trilogy you guys yeah and it's by a german author oh is it translated in english yeah i knew this because the third one came out like while i was reading them and so i had to wait for it because it came out in germany and then they had to like wait for it to be translated to english oh i don't have much else to say about this movie specifically (laughs) yeah i mean I don't know. I I don't know why I liked it so much. I don't I I just thought it was a bit of a mess. I couldn't tell what it, it was, was trying a to bit be. Of a mess. I couldn't tell what the message was trying to be, and so I was like, eh, it's alright. It's a decent movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever, but like some of the twists and turns you're just like, whoa, that's Whoa! I I did not expect Sebastian dying. No, me either. That like fully shocked me. I was yeah. Like, what? Yeah, what did like, that happen? Wait a minute. 
what the heck? <laughs> I didn't expect um, Calvin to save Sebastian either. I that did. was a very oh well. It, I just thought it was a really cool. Well, how they filmed it was really neat. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect it to turn out exactly that way, but I expected the movie to end with Calvin dying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that they were gonna go back I in time and they would try too. all these things, and then it wasn't gonna work, and Calvin was still gonna end up dying. Yeah, they're like, oh, this is the best timeline. <laughs> the darkest <laughs> timeline. <laughs> We're currently living in the darkest timeline. Are we? Shut up! <laughs> oh my. <laughs> this movie does time travel to loop, not a multiverse, so we can't be living in the darkest timeline, according to this movie, because there's only one timeline. Yeah, I guess. Time travel theory. That's my favorite thing about time travel books is they have to establish what theory they're using because there's two main ones. Yeah. And while Marvel did, Marvel did the multiverse, this does loop. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating. Yeah. I love creative people. Oh. One thing I didn't like about it was all the cursing. I felt like that was a bit much... Yeah, I thought necessary. It felt just like very natural, like conversation to me. Really? Yeah, like we don't curse a lot, but like, I don't know if you've been around a person who does lately. Like, well, yeah, it wasn't out of place. It just felt like a lot for these kids. Then again, we did go to a high school where they did curse a lot, so who knows? Yeah, I don't. It just felt like the way people talk. Yeah, it just felt like a lot. It was very overwhelming at the beginning. I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. They could have done this. No, I was going to say they could have done this as a TV show. That's wrong. No. <laughs> it wasn't even long enough to be a movie. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Which I'm... Um... Kind of glad, because if it was any longer, I really would not have liked it. Yeah. I thought the beginning started off slow, for sure. One of the things that I didn't get... So, like, paradoxes exist. Where if you, like, go back in time and you, like, interact with your past self, like, your past self will be confused and, like, a paradox will form. There's a whole Doctor Who episode on it. But they were like, we can't go back, like, we can't run into our first attempt selves. And I was yeah. like, why is that an issue? Because your first attempt selves know what you're doing. Well, it's still creating a paradox. They talk about it in Back to the Future too. That's like a really big thing. Um, he, uh, Doc Brown talks about like, if you meet with your past self, one of two things will happen. One, you'll just, like, kind of pass out because you're, like, in shock. And the other thing that could happen is paradox, where, like, you see your other self get all confused, some weird thing happens, and then the whole universe is destroyed. So, of Yay. course, the, the first <laughs> thing happens, <laughs> not the second thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um yeah, that I definitely was like, yes, do not run into them. But then they do. <laughs> yeah. Like not like not, like past self Sebastian runs into future self CJ. Well, that's not as weird just because they didn't know. He didn't realize that's who he was talking to. Yeah. But it definitely causes a problem when past Sebastian sees future Sebastian. And is like, Oh, yeah, yeah. What? He was but then he dies anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, well, if anything were going to happen... Oh, well. <laughs> They're just like, wait a minute, what? But so again, weird. they shouldn't have been confused because both of them saw what was happening. I think more of the shock was just like, oh, I'm watching myself die. Right. Oh, that means I'm dying. Oh. The saddest part of this whole movie was after Calvin died the second time and it like jumped to her like, jumping by herself and Calvin was like, I'll see you yesterday. And then he oh. like fades out of existence. Yeah. I was like, that was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, that hurt. I love when movies put the title in when they do it well. If they do it and it sucks, I'm like, stop, I could have written that. No. Gilmore <laughs> Girls. Well Gilmore I Girls? mean they, like, say the episode title in every single episode at some point. Yeah, but I feel like that's still pretty subtle. I don't... I feel yeah. like they just wrote the script and was like, oh, this is the random line we're gonna take out of it. Fair. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, they do it in Back to the Future. They do it in See You Yesterday. And... I thought it was super poetic that it was Calvin saying it to CJ going, oh, it'll all be okay. Everything will be fine. I'll see you yesterday. I'm like, oh, oh, don't say that. (laughs) No. Uh, This freaking movie. (laughs) Now I'm giving it a two. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. I just want to give a movie a two. I'm not, not this, this one. Movie. It wasn't that bad. I can't even feel like I can give Citizen Kane a two. Wow. Even that movie is so boring. It has a 100%. I know. It's like one of the best movies of all time. But I don't get it. It's so boring. I think it's like a good film. Like, they filmed it well, and it was, like, new for its kind. But the, like, plot itself is so simplistic, and it's not even that surprising. Yeah. It's a little hard to follow, because it's from the 40s, so, like, the audio's weird. Yeah. But whatever. I'm not a critic. And I don't know anything about film. (laughs) I only know what the IMDb trivia tells me about. Yeah. Hmm. My favorite line in this movie is when Sebastian goes, energize. And CJ immediately goes, this isn't Star Trek. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's why, like, this whole movie, like, I feel like it talked about it, but it was, like, lightly touching it. It didn't, like, fully want to talk about police brutality. It wasn't trying yeah. to make any big claims. It was somebody who was like, I want to make a time travel movie. Let's make it about pr- police brutality at the same time. Yeah, it didn't go full Back to the Future, and it didn't go full American Sun. It's just kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and it's not full The Hate You Give either. Yeah. It's just kind of this weird middle ground that didn't quite make sense. See if I can find any reviews. IMDb does not like it. Really? A lot of people didn't like the ending. Well, yeah. That's typically what happens with cliffhangers. I thought it was interesting. I hated the ending. I thought it was stupid. Oh. You could have wrapped it up in this nice little bow of her accepting the fact that her brother's dead and that she has to move on. And instead she's like, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to fix it all. And then it just ends. I liked the idea that you could interpret what was going to happen next. Just because I didn't think she was going to get to that point of acceptance. I didn't think she was mature enough to ever reach that point. So if they had done that, I would have been like, nah, that's not that realistic, honestly. I mean, they could have made it that way. They could have written her in that way. Yeah, they could have written her better. If the movie was slightly longer, there could have been a cathartic crash moment. Yeah. There wasn't one of those where, like, she realizes, she's, like, explaining to Sebastian that, like, what happened and be like, oh, you died. And then he, like, panics and then she, like, melts, breaks down. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, like, I can't do anything about this. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't one of those. And so then we get weird time travel cliffhanger. Yeah. I just don't like cliffhangers in movies that aren't going to have sequels. I mean, I thought they did it okay just based off of how they had written her from the beginning. If they had written the character different, I'd be okay with a different ending. But the way they wrote her, I thought it was okay that they ended it that way, even if it sucks. I mean, I guess it's okay. (laughs) this review says what kind of idiot wrote the ending did you run out of money did the editor quit is there a part two all of the above i had wondered why i hadn't heard about this movie at all Because I thought the concept was really interesting. And when I saw the trailer, I was genuinely shocked. I hadn't heard of this movie, hadn't seen any trailers, anything for it. But now that you're saying everyone hated it, (laughs) it makes sense. Age thought-provoking film. But if you agree that this is not about time travel and in fact a very real issue now, the time travel ending didn't matter because the writer had already stated what he was trying to do. Using time travel as a vehicle was brilliant. Yeah, this review is saying that it has a good message. 
and that time travel was just a vessel. Yeah. But I kind of feel that it was portrayed the exact opposite. Yeah, I... That time travel was more of the focus than the police brutality, which is not the way that I would have done it. Right. I think that's kind of the point. Like, if we were in the not darkest timeline, perhaps this movie would have been done better. (laughs) Ah, yes. The darkest timeline. What do you think the Rotten Tomato scores are? Um, boy... After those reviews, I'd say, like, 30. To be fair, the IMDb scores are normally from audience people, if that helps your opinion. I don't think critics are going to be any better. Okay, so what is your critic and audience score? Um... Boy, honestly, I'm going to say both 40. Like, I just don't think anyone liked it i'm gonna say critics 60 audience like 50 yeah okay this says that the critic score is a 95 percent and that the audience score is a 39 percent holy yep 95? How is it a 95? This review says, See You Yesterday shows people, no matter what their age, that life is not about changing the past, but how we move forward. That's not the message they conveyed. It's the message that I think that I got out of it, that I was expecting it to be about. Right, that you were expecting it to be about, not the message they actually portrayed dog yeah. we're about to fight who are these critics i'm gonna fight them this one says wielding a black lives matter message onto a time travel movie with a tone somewhere between honey i shrunk the kids and do the right thing makes this an ambitious flick yeah ambitious meaning it sucked yeah so was ambitious too that doesn't mean it's good <laughs> amen We're, like, the only two people who feel that way. I mean, the audience hated it. Really? I mean, this movie. This movie. Not Soul. People like Soul for some reason. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? That's insane. Maybe I just don't know enough. Like, I'm not woke enough to understand this movie. But I've seen movies that hit harder on the Black Lives Matter message. It didn't do what it needed to do very well. The only thing I will say that was done really well, besides the soundtrack, the score, was the filmography. Like, when um, when it goes from, like, Calvin being shot and the camera completely flips around... To the funeral scene it's like whoa that's really cool that's really good filmography i think they did a very good job of that but like all the cgi all the special effects a lot of the script wasn't done that well like the plot the plot wasn't like 12 out of 10 great what on earth what criteria do they have 
Are they just afraid of giving it a low score? I don't know. That's what I think. I think it was just a bunch of white people going, oh, we can't give it a low score. Because that would be bad. Because if there's such a huge disparity, there has to be a reason. Right. Bro, I need to see their criteria. I need to see their notes. I need to take away their critic's license immediately. (laughs) What do you rank it? (laughs) I just got very heated. I'm sorry I won't take away your license. (laughs) You also have no authority to do that. You don't know that. It's just a piece of paper. It doesn't matter. Um, Honestly... I'm kind of going between two numbers here. Uh, Because at first watch, I really did like it. I don't think I'll watch it again. Um, Love Michael J. Fox. He gets at least a point for that. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. I'll give it a six and a half. A six and a half. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. I think that's fair. Which makes me want to up my diehard score. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Maybe I should give it a four and a half. (laughs) Because diehard is a five. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Up the diehard score. No, nope, my too late. guy. My guy, are you serious? So that means together we give it a five point five. And I can accept that because there Which... were good things about it. There wasn't. There was a decent message. I, I don't know. There were just a lot of holes in it. Yeah. I've seen better movies. Yeah. I've seen worse, too. It's true. (laughs) So, that was our episode. Help. Help us. We tried to pick a good movie. (laughs) We picked an average one. Ah! (laughs) Sometimes it just be like that. A swing and a miss. Okay. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Curly Critics Pod. You can also send us emails, curlycriticspod at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, suggestions. Curly Critics is a proud member of the WBNE network, which has eight amazing shows, one of which is That's What I'm Talking About, where Mary Clay reads through the Lord of the Rings books for the first time. Here is a promo. Hi, my name is Mary Clay, and on That's What I'm Talking About, I'm experiencing Lord of the Rings for the very first time. I read the books, and now I'm almost done covering the movies. In a few weeks, I move on to reading The Hobbit, but there will always be a special place in my heart for Faramir. It is Faramir. I love him. In a weird way in which I both want to marry him and adopt him. (laughs) (laughs) He needs somebody to love him. I don't care how or who. He just needs somebody to love him. I volunteer his tribute. (laughs) 
Faramir, you have shown us your quality, sir. The absolute highest. That's what I'm talking about. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. Anyway, thanks for listening. You can... Oh, we already said that. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Help. (laughs) Have a magical Monday or whatever day you choose to listen to this on. (laughs) No, it's only Monday. Okay, bye. Bye.